The Productive Woman, Episode 275. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thanks so much for joining me and Happy New Year. This week, we're going to talk about a few simple things we can do each day this year to make the year better and more productive. You'll find more information and links in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 275. This episode is brought to you by MetPro, a concierge health coaching program. As a woman, you're used to taking care of everyone, but to be your best self, you have to take care of your needs and your health as well. This year, you can work with a team of industry-leading experts to help guide you, hold you accountable, and cheer you on as you cross the finish line toward achieving your health goals. Using your metabolic data, MetPro analyzes your metabolism to learn how your body actually responds to diet and exercise. Then with personal coaching, they help you apply these insights into your lifestyle. And it's not just about weight loss. Because MetPro coaches provide you with the support and education you need to live a healthier life. And I'm excited to offer a special offer just for the Productive Woman listeners. Visit metpro.co slash TPW. That's M-E-T-P-R-O dot co, not dot com. Metpro.co slash TPW to get a complimentary metabolic profiling assessment and consultation. Learn about your metabolism and receive personalized advice from a metabolic expert. To claim this offer, head to metpro.co slash tpw. Okay, so let's get into this episode's main topic. Uh, This episode is publishing on New Year's Day here in the United States. This time of year, we often make resolutions, set goals, and develop grand plans. And these are all good things. And I'd love to hear what resolutions you've made or what goals you've set for the year. Sometimes, though, the greatest progress is made not through big leaps, but through small steps taken consistently over time. So today, I thought I'd focus on a few small things we can do each day this year to help make the year more productive. These are things that I've been thinking about that I want to make sure that I'm doing, and I thought maybe they'd be of interest to you as well. And so for each of these five things, we'll look at why it helps and how we can make it easier uh, to incorporate it into our lives. So let's get into it. Number one, make your bed. Okay. Why does that matter? It's a small task, but it can have a big impact because your bed is probably the biggest thing in and the focal point of your bedroom. Its appearance affects the whole room. By making your bed, you immediately make the whole room look better. In addition, that helps it go a long way towards turning your bedroom into a relaxing retreat that you can look forward to enjoying at the end of the day. Some studies that are out there actually show that bed makers sleep better at night. I know that personally, I sleep better if I'm getting into a a bed that was made rather than climbing into a, a messy bed at the end of the day. In addition, orderly spaces are less stressful. 
one article that I read quoted Katie Ziskind, a licensed marriage and family therapist based in Connecticut, who says that making your bed is a way to help you think more clearly, feel more calm, and get organized. She said, uh, she's quoted in this article as saying, our living space is a reflection of our mental states. A bed that is made signifies mental clarity and leadership. The mind likes routines and making your bed is a morning ritual that cleanses your mind of the night. Um, this is um, this Katie Ziskin talking as uh, saying it provides closure from the prior evening and allows for a new beginning and your positive day ahead. And I just thought that was an interesting perspective on uh, the value of making your bed each day and the impact it can have on your productivity, both in the sense of, of having the energy and the attention to get things done, but also in just having a more, you know, pleasant day. And in fact, making your bed can make you happier. Gretchen Rubin, who's the author of The Happiness Project and other books that we've talked about on the podcast in the past, was quoted as saying, when I was researching my book on happiness, this was the number one most impactful change that people brought up over and over. So making your bed was something that um, Gretchen found in her research as making a huge difference for people's happiness. The author who quoted her in uh, the article that I read observed, turns out people are happier when everyday tasks in their lives are completed. So actually making your bed every day can make you happier. And we've talked in the past about how happier people are generally more productive. Making your bed each day can also be a great mindfulness exercise. If you practice being very present in the experience during those few minutes that you're doing it. And that we talked last week about trying to be more present. This is a, you know, can be an exercise in that discipline of being very present and mindful while we're doing it. It only takes a few minutes, uh, but it can be a good, good practice for that. It also helps you start the day with a small sense of accomplishment, which, as it turns out, likely triggers you to adopt other productive habits. Charles Duhigg in The Power of Habit, which is a book that we talked about in episode 147 uh, as part of our productive re reading recurring series, she calls, or he calls bed making a keystone habit that can set up a chain reaction of developing other good habits. He said, making your bed every morning is correlated with better productivity, a greater sense of well-being, and stronger skills at sticking with a budget, which I thought was an interesting connection. I hadn't really thought about it. So making your bed every day can contribute to your well-being and to your productivity and to developing other good habits along the way. So how can we make it a little easier? Well, you know, the things I thought of were, uh, if you want to make your, it easier to make your bed every day, start with maybe simpler bedding. Uh, have a, a nice looking comforter that you can very easily put in place rather than a duvet cover maybe that you struggle with getting in an orderly way. Maybe having fewer pillows on the bed can make it easier to, to make it quickly. Uh, I've actually have read some articles uh, that where the author recommends just omitting the top sheet altogether so you don't have to mess with that. I, I don't think I'd be comfortable with that. I like actually having the top sheet, but it only takes a few minutes to to straighten the bed, make it up, and have it leave it looking nice and smooth and ready 
for when you come home at the end of the day. Uh, another way to maybe make it easier is to have some really pretty bedding that you like a lot so that you like the look of it once you've made it up. So those are a couple of thoughts I have. I'd be interested if uh, to hear if you have ideas that help you be more uh, consistent about making your bed each day. For more inspiration, I will have links in the show notes for a few articles that talk about why making your bed every day is a good thing, how it can contribute to your productivity and to, uh, you know, having a good life, a, a happy life, and some ideas for making it easier. So check out the show notes for links to those articles if you want a little more inspiration on this topic. So that was number one of the, our five small things to do every day this year to make it a, a better, happier, and more productive year. Number two is to write down your one thing each day and then do it. Um, this is something that I'm planning to do. Uh, in fact, all of these things are things that I'm planning to do. Uh, I'm actually pretty good most days about making our bed because I like the way it looks when it's made, but... This number two, I have not been doing, and it, this is something I want to do. Write down one thing that is the most important thing, the number one priority for that day, and then actually take action on it. Well, why does that matter? Well, we all know the importance of writing things down. It reinforces it in our brain. It also forces us to get very specific and very clear. So for that reason, YouTuber, author, and speaker Amy Landino makes it part of her daily morning routine to write out each of the goals she's currently working on. She has a, a notebook for that purpose and simply as part of her morning routine, morning ritual, rewrites each of her goals in that notebook each morning just to keep them top of mind and reinforce them. And I'll put a link in the show notes to a, a video that she did on her channel talking about her morning routine and mentioning that this is something she does. Uh, so it's writing things down reinforces them. It really requires us, forces us to get very specific and clear about what it is that we're going to do. Choosing one thing to focus on each day, that one most important thing, makes it more achievable than having tons of things on the list. Um, in his book, The One Thing, which we talked about in a previous episode, I'll put a link to that episode in the show notes, um, Gary Keller says, extraordinary results are directly determined by how narrow you can make your focus. And he also says, big success comes when we do a few things well. So to identify that one thing we should put at the top of our list, Keller suggests in the book asking ourselves this question, what's the one thing I can do today such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? So that's the question we can ask ourselves um, in, in identifying what's that one thing I want to make sure I do today and getting it on my list. And, and then of course we have to take action on it. Now, writing down that one thing doesn't mean you're only going to do one thing that day, but by highlighting it, by paying attention to it, by scheduling it, it means you will accomplish the most important thing that day, even if nothing else gets done. So, uh, this is a habit that I want to pick up, uh, and do every day this year, writing down that one thing, the most important thing, a that single 
most important priority and taking action on it that day. Uh, ways to make it easier. I thought about certainly scheduling a time for writing it down. Uh, you can either do it early in the morning or at the end of the day. I kind of like the idea of at the end of the day, as you're sort of wrapping things up, thinking about the coming day and what is that one thing that I want to do tomorrow such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary. What is going to move the needle, so to speak, uh, make more progress on something that's important to me, uh, identifying that in the evening and then writing it down and make a place for it, um, both the location you sit down to write that thing out, but also a notebook or a file or some place where you're going to put it. I recommend handwriting it. We've talked in the past about the, you know, the difference or the value of writing things out by hand. But if you're a digital person and you prefer to do it that way, whatever works for you, just have a, develop that, that time and place where you're going to sit down and write down your one thing for the day. Maybe it's going to be in your regular planner, but you simply make a space at the top of the day's page to write down that one thing that you are committed to taking action on. And it doesn't have to be a huge thing, but really identifying what that is, writing it out very specifically, and then making sure you've you've planned a time when you're actually going to take action on it. Again, for resources, for more inspiration on this idea of writing down your one thing, uh, I will have links to a couple of articles that I thought were really interesting and motivating, and you'll find those in the show notes as well. So that's number two, write down your one thing for that day and then take action on it. Number three, Spend 10 minutes decluttering and tidying one small area of your home or office. So this is something we can do every day. We can find 10 minutes to spend on decluttering and tidying just one little area of, of our home, our office, whatever space uh, you want to focus on. Uh, and, and it can make a huge difference. Why does it matter? Well, clutter distracts us, which hampers our ability to focus on what matters most. In addition, clutter costs us time and energy and attention. We've done, uh, we've talked about this uh, on past episodes. I'll put links in the show notes to some of the prior episodes where we've talked about the value of decluttering. Well, sometimes we don't have, you know, a day or a weekend or whatever to do a massive declutter. Marie Kondo's process is great, but it's very time consuming. But we can, every one of us, I really do believe we can find 10 minutes each day to, to just declutter and then tidy up one small area. And so, uh, if we can't spend a ton of time doing it, even just a few minutes invested consistently over time can make a huge difference in what our space looks like getting rid of the distractions of clutter and the, the costs that it, it imposes on us. So how can we make this easier? First of all, make a routine out of it. Make a habit out of it. Choose a time when you're going to do it regularly. And uh, that that can be one way to do it, that you can just decide every morning before I leave for work, I'm going to spend 10 minutes somewhere in the house um, 
decluttering and tidying up a small area. Or every day before I leave the office to come home, I'm going to spend 10 minutes tidying up my desk or cleaning out one drawer or whatever that might be. But choose a time uh, that where this is just going to become a habit and a routine when you'll do it. Uh, one article that I found kind of had an interesting suggestion for developing this routine of doing this. Um, it suggests taking before and after photos of the space with your phone so you can celebrate the progress. I'll link this article in the show notes because I thought it was really good. But here's her process for doing what she calls a 10-minute tidy. Uh, the first step is to pick an area to tidy up. The second step is to take a picture of it with your phone or a digital camera. Third step is to set a timer for 10 minutes, and you can use the one on your phone or the one in your kitchen or whatever works for you. Number Step four is to tidy up that area for 10 minutes. Don't let yourself get distracted. Just set the timer and go until it, it till the timer goes off. Uh, step five is once the timer goes off, take another picture of the area. And then step six is to compare those before and after pictures. And step seven is to celebrate the progress, even if it's very small. Doing this step by step, you know, 10 minutes a day, every day this year is going to make a huge pr- amount of progress over time. And this process that this writer talks about can work anywhere. It can work in your closet, your kids' closets the kitchen, the bathroom, your office, anywhere that you want to do it following that process. Another way to make it easier to do this uh, 10 minutes of decluttering and and tidying is to use waiting time to do it. So if you're fixing dinner while you're waiting for the water to boil for pasta, clean out one drawer or one shelf in the kitchen and pull out three items to toss or donate. You know, you can spend 10 minutes kind of going through real quickly and see what do you have in here that's past its expiration date, maybe a shelf in the refrigerator, toss that out or pull canned goods out of the, out of one shelf in the pantry that you know, you're never going to eat and put them in a box to donate to a food pantry. Similarly, maybe while you're waiting for the kids or your spouse to be ready to leave, to go somewhere, take those 10 minutes to straighten up a bookshelf and pull out a book or two or three to donate, you know, that you've read, you've enjoyed that you're not necessarily going to read again, or you don't need for reference, find some things that you can donate or another waiting time. Maybe you're, waiting for a load of laundry to dry, um, you can tidy a drawer in your dresser or a small section of your closet and pull out a couple of items to to donate or to get rid of. Um, so using waiting time can be really useful in, in finding that 10 minutes to declutter and tidy a, just a small area. You're not trying to do a whole room here. You're talking about you know one drawer or part of a shelf or whatever you can do in the 10 minutes. Another thing would be to make it very convenient. So keep a box in the the coat closet or somewhere handy into which you can drop those to be donated items as you find them. When that box is full, put it in your car and drop it off at a charity shop on your next next time you're out running errands. Similarly, keep waste baskets and recycling bins in convenient places so that as you're decluttering a space, uh, you can drop things into the trash or to recycling right away instead of letting them pile up on a countertop somewhere. So make it convenient. Uh, 
make it begin to make it a habit and just spend that 10 minutes a day uh, this year each day decluttering and tidying up a small space and just move through the house as you go and see how much progress you make again there'll be some links to some articles that have some great ideas for more inspiration if you want to take on this habit for this coming year so that was number 3 number 4 Uh, something I want to do every day this year to say out loud at least one thing I'm grateful for. And I encourage you to consider doing this too. We've talked about gratitude and the value of it before. um, So why it matters to express gratitude. We've talked about how it affects our mental and physical health and our productivity. For instance, in episode 167, there is tons of evidence from research on this topic that feeling and expressing gratitude positively affect our health and our productivity. One Psychology Today article that I read lists a number of benefits that come from gratitude, including increased resilience, bolstered self-esteem, enhanced empathy, improved physical health, an enriched social life, improved sleep, and increased happiness. All these things can come from feeling and expressing gratitude. Uh, the reason being, as one, one writer put it, gratitude is a process of seeing and metabolizing what we already have amidst the chaos of our schedules, which helps us feel connected to other people in life. And so that's why it's valuable um, developing this habit of feeling and expressing gratitude helps us see what we have in our life to be grateful for. Another article that I was reading that was so good, and I loved the way this writer put it. This writer said, gratitude is a frame for reality, which enables us to align with the good in the world, as well as the evolutionary progress of the human race. It is the opposite of resentful entitlement. Gratitude, this writer says, allows us to accept things as they are, even as we try to improve them. It enables us to see ourselves as participants in creating the good in life. Gratitude puts us in more positive relationship to life and others around us, and it separates our attitude from our circumstances so that our current reality does not drag us down. I love that. I want to say that again because I just thought this was so good. Having this habit of gratitude, of feeling it and expressing it, um, separates our attitude from our circumstances so that our current reality does not drag us down. Uh, I love that so much. Studies have also shown that those who keep gratitude journals, for instance, are more likely to make progress on important goals. So it's very relevant to being productive. As one writer put it, in a nutshell, giving and receiving thanks increases release of dopamine, therefore raising your energy. Dopamine is a neurotransmitter that, as the article says, plays a critical role in the function of the central nervous system, and it is also linked with the brain's complex system of motivation and reward. So when we give and receive thanks, we release more dopamine, which it works within our brain and its system of motivation and reward. When we feel more motivated, we are more productive. Now, feeling gratitude is important, but expressing gratitude has benefits all its own. 
Um, one writer said, there is actual scientific evidence that expressing gratitude is beneficial for health. First of all, it's a good way to ward off depression because it encourages an optimistic outlook and provides the opportunity to focus on positive events and people. Second, it is known to help combat anxiety because of the feelings of peacefulness that gratitude promotes. Research has shown that practicing gratitude is particularly useful to those who suffer from stress-related problems and conditions such as post-traumatic stress disorder. Finally, there is also research to suggest that it will mean good things for your sleep pattern. This is generally because of the improvement to your mood. So people who who are grateful, who both uh, look for things to be grateful for and express that gratitude are more likely to have better moods and therefore sleep better. And as one person put it, it's one thing to think a thought and another to say it out loud. So expressing gratitude is incredibly important. Uh, This writer says, speaking our beliefs not only facilitates retention by involving more senses. So we're, we're thinking it, we're saying it with our mouth, we're hearing it with our ears. And uh, that facilitates retention. But also, this writer says, thinking something versus saying that thought out loud is the difference between potential and reality. Thoughts are fleeting, words are permanent. So this is from an article called Express Gratitude for Where You Are Right Now and Say It Out Loud. It was really, that was a great article. Um, So it's especially good if you can speak your gratitude aloud to another person, whether telling them about someone else around you about something you're grateful for or expressing gratitude to them for something about them or about something they've done. Even something as simple as when you're paying for your groceries or your latte or whatever, look the cashier in the eye and say, thank you. Expressing gratitude out loud to another person is it's great for relationships, but even if you just say it out loud to yourself. And so I, I one of the things that I want to do each day this year is to, if I can't express, you know, if I'm spending the day by myself or whatever, and I can't call somebody or talk to somebody and express gratitude to them to at least think of something I'm grateful for and say it out loud to myself. And I encourage you to consider doing that uh, as well. Ways to make this easier would be to start a list. If you don't already keep a gratitude journal, now's a great time to start it. Write down something um, on that list and then read it out loud to yourself. And especially if you're having a lousy day, having that list to go to and to be able to, um, you know, just sit there and read it out loud to yourself can be a real mood lifter. Set a reminder on your your phone or your Apple Watch if you wear one or something like that to remind you to think of something to be grateful for and say it out loud. And one thing to maybe consider is uh, to get the family involved. So uh, consider creating a family ritual of sharing at at dinner or breakfast or whatever meal that you share together, uh, having each person share something that um, he or she is thankful for, uh, to, to begin to incorporate that into your life so that each day at least one thing, you say at least one thing out loud that you're grateful for. And again, for this one, I'll have links to some articles in the show notes for uh, that will give you more inspiration and ideas for ways to 
first of all, that gratitude, having and expressing gratitude improves your productivity and your health, but also ways to do that. And finally, number five, uh, the fifth thing, small thing that we can do every day this year is to spend 10 minutes doing something just for you. So why does that matter? Why would, why did that make my list? Uh, This was just something that as I was thinking about what are some things I, small steps I want to take this year uh, to make the light, the year better and more productive. This one made the list. It's really easy to buy into the idea that productivity is measured by how much we do and thus to feel guilty or unproductive if we're not doing, especially doing for others. As women, we tend to want to take care of things and, and take care of other people. And we have a lot on our plate. Usually when that's the case, the first thing we drop is self-care. And uh, the thing is, self-care is very important to our well-being and to our productivity. So what is self-care? Just Briefly, a great article that I read put it this way. I like the the way this was described. Um, uh, Self-care is a broad term that encompasses just about anything you do to be good to yourself. In a nutshell, it's about being as kind to yourself as you would be to others. I love that. I think we we are... uh, harder on ourselves than we are on anybody else. We're more likely to do kind things for other people than we are for ourselves. So this year, let's take, you know, 10 minutes a day. That's all. We're just taking a little piece of the day to do something that's as kind to, to ourselves as we would be to others. This, this article goes on to say, it's partly about knowing when your resources are running low and stepping back to replenish them rather than letting them all drain away. Meanwhile, it also involves integrating self-compassion into your life in a way that helps to prevent even the possibility of a burnout. So I love that so much. If we don't make time for self-care, whatever that might mean for each of us, we can easily burn out and lose sight of what actually matters in life. We've talked about this in the past, um, for instance, episode 160, and you might want to go back and listen to that one. One article identifies the what it calls the top six benefits of self-care, and the first one it listed is better productivity. In addition to that, uh, be, be, other benefits of self-care are improved resistance to disease, better physical health, enhanced self-esteem, increased self-knowledge, and having more to give to others. So again, that link, uh, I'll have that linked in the show notes so you can read it. So how can we make it easier to to spend just 10 minutes a day um, doing something just just for you, just for me? First step, of course, is to start small because we're talking about just 10 minutes. We're not going to take the whole day or an hour, which for a lot of us may seem just impossible, but we're going to just do 10 minutes. Start small with something that that gives you joy or helps you relax or whatever. Maybe it's a cup of tea and reading a few pages of a book you enjoy. Maybe you do a facial mask or, or a quick self-manicure maybe a little bit of yoga or some stretches or a walk outside, maybe a nap. Maybe for you, it'll, it would be a call to a friend who makes you smile uh, or uh, spending that 10 minutes doing a few rows of knitting or crocheting or some other craft you enjoy 
or writing a few sentences of that novel you want to write or work on a sketch or a painting that you, uh, that you want to do. Maybe it's take that 10 minutes to call and make an appointment for a massage or to get your hair highlighted or to, to get your annual physical or a phone call to schedule a lunch date with a friend. But think about those small things that you can do just in 10 minutes that are just for you to take care of yourself. Another way to make it easier is to start compiling a list of things that you enjoy or want to try. Sometimes we spend so much of our energy and attention caring for others that when we have a few minutes for ourselves, we can't actually think of anything we want to use them for. And so we end up, you know, staring out into space or watching TV or something. So the way to combat that, to make it easier to make good use of those 10 minutes is to compile a list. And when you think of something, maybe you're inspired by something you read or something you hear or a friend says something they're doing and you think, oh, I'd like to try that. Add that to your list. Maybe use one or more of your 10 minute times, uh, self-care times to add to the list. Um, There's an article called What is Self-Care and Why is Self-Care Important that had a great list of ideas of things we can do for self-care, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, all kinds of things. I'll have that link in the show notes. Check that out for ideas for ways to spend your 10 minutes. Another way to make it easier is to gather up what you need and have it ready. So if for you, self-care looks like that cup of tea or coffee and a good book, have that book ready and your favorite coffee and, you know, whatever. If it's, uh, you would like to spend your time working on an art project, make sure you've got your supplies together. So when you're your 10 minutes come up, you can sit right down and get to work on it. Or if you want to go for a walk, you've got your shoes and your jacket handy, candles, whatever it is that you need, have those things ready. Maybe get a little, put it together, a little self-care kit and have it ready where you can get at it when your time uh, comes to you and schedule that time. Decide, are you going to spend that 10 minutes first thing in the morning before anybody else gets up or on your lunch break or in the evening after the kids have gone to bed, figure out when you're going to do that. And maybe it'll be the same time every day. That's a great way to set up a routine, but maybe you have to decide, you know, each day, you know, and if you're going to do your, the second one that we talked about of writing down your one thing, say at the end of the day, you're going to sit down and write out your one thing that you're going to accomplish the next day. Uh, at that same time, maybe figure out when am I going to do my 10 minutes of self-care tomorrow and have that ready to go. Again, there will be links in the show notes for a couple of articles that had some great uh, inspiration in them for this this particular habit. So the five uh, small things that I want to try and do every day this year and that I offer to you as suggestions, again, are make your bed every morning, uh, write down your one thing and then take action on it. Uh, Spend 10 minutes decluttering and tidying one small area of your home or your office. Number four, say aloud one thing you're grateful for. And number five, spend 10 minutes each day doing something that is just for you. 10 minutes of self-care, whatever that means for you personally. Now, there are lots of other things that we could talk about or commit to doing daily that would make a difference. Um, These are just a few that that I thought of for myself for this coming year. 
and that I thought were worth sharing. Uh, I would love to know what you think. Do you have any suggestions for small actions that we could take daily this year to make the year better and happier and more productive? I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. You can share those in the comment section of the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 275 or post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page or in the Facebook community, uh, the, gr- the group there. Uh, that's a good place to share ideas there. As always, if you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email those to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I would love to hear from you on that. Uh, I think that wraps it up. Uh, Remember our sponsor, MetPro. If one of your goals for this year is to get healthier, MetPro's personal concierge coaching program might help. Remember to visit metpro.co slash TPW to get a complimentary metabolic profiling assessment and consultation. Learn about your metabolism and receive personalized advice from a metabolic expert. Again, to claim that offer, you go to metpro.co slash TPW. And thank you so much to MetPro for supporting the Productive Woman podcast. And I might just say for supporting me, I really got a lot of benefit from participating in their coaching program. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. As always, I am so thankful to you for spending this time with me. I hope you found something in it that's helpful to you. I'm excited about what this coming year brings for all of us. Um, And I look forward to uh, talking with you again in the very near future. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. Thank you.